Welcome to another edition of Salt and Light Arts, and I'm your host, Joanne Hoy. And today, I have an exciting friend that's joining me. Um, it's He's kind of like a mentor. He probably doesn't know it, but that's okay. Um, we have Dr. Kenneth Ware today, and he's a composer. He's a musician, but best of all, he's my friend. And so, um, Dr. Ware, are you out there? Yes, I am. Hi, Dr. Ware. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Thank you. Thank you for coming to Salt and Light Arts Podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about um, a few things. Basically, the premise of this particular show is to hopefully uh, open up the minds of and hearts of young people who or those who may not even know that they're an artist. I know I came into the arts as in my story. I came in really late, not, noticed, not knowing that I was an artist and not knowing that I was called to minister the arts. So those two double whammies at one time for me was really kind of amazing and just different. And so the purpose of the podcast is to inspire, probably tell your story and your journey of how you became um, the artist that you are so that others may say, hey, that's similar to what I'm doing, or maybe that's something that I'd like to do. So um, Dr. Ware, how did you know that this was something that God called you to do? Well, the first thing is that I came from a very musical church family, and I would have to start with uh, one of my oldest and favorite deacons. Uh, he was an alto saxophone player, and um, we, the, the kids my age, my age group, when I go to that church and perform, I always had to tell my testimony and talk about Deacon Bailey. Deacon Bailey was just a, a personality that if there was a special performance at the church, we knew that he was going to perform, and then that would just be the greatest day uh, for me. And, and that was something that was placed in my ear. Then the other thing was uh, two women who were very instrumental in my growth and development. Um, let's see. They were the, say, the, the choir directors. One was a pianist, and the other one was just a, a praise leader. One was a, a very soprano uh, and uh, leader, but the real leader was the woman that had the lower, bassier, gravelly sound. And so what happened is those two timbres came into my ear. So... As I grow and develop, um, one timbre was pulling me toward the flute. And so that was the first f instrument I played in, in school. But then eventually I developed and moved to saxophone, and that became um, the lower voice. So we're talking about Ruth Lomax Davis, mm. who was my soprano voice, and then um, uh, Mabel Washington, which became, which became my saxophone and tenor voice. And I always like working with those dual personalities in performance, which is just how I still exist today. And they, they're still very much a part of who I am and how I express myself when I, when I approach a situation in, in church where I am performing. I'm thinking about all those voices, Deacon Bailey, uh, Ruth Lomax Davis and Mabel Washington. Nice. 
Nice. And so that's that's interesting when we talk about uh, people who are sometimes your mentors or you, they may not even know that they're your mentors and how much they influence who you are you know, you as you grow. So if you're out there and you're listening today, be inspired that you may have someone very close to you that you may think like, wow, this is inspirational. I get excited about it. That might be your niche for you to kind of connect and see what, um, you know, God may have for you. So kind of listening to those types of, um, opportunities that may come up or things that prick your heart or something that you just fond of and you can't really explain why I know that's true for me I'm like that when I go to the theater I get all excited I get to see the stage and please don't let me on the stage because that's even something else but later in life I never knew that the love for the theater would turn out for me to start writing plays and doing choreography and so those early days of just exposure or indoor experience can sometimes guide you to where God is calling you to do that. Um, so Dr. Ware, could you kind of continue on your journey of the arts and how you became well, who I know you are? Yeah. Well, the, the other thing with, uh, with um, Ruth Lomax Davis and uh, Mabel Washington is that as a, a young performer in the church, we all began singing. And and I always hear uh, Mabel Washington saying, come on, we have to hear your voice. We want to hear your voice. And so I began, you know, to sing. I participated in all the, the children choirs and into, you know, uh, you know, just growing up. And the thing was, was that all that time I, and uh, I sing, but I was always told people, but I say that's not my voice. That's not my voice. And so when I, that's when I say, well, I have to play when I'm instruments. Those are my voices. And so, and so that was, that was always there, you know, as an opportunity for me to to um, explore and expose myself. The church gave me. Um, gave me the opportunity to basically vocalize and that vocalizing eventually came into my musical instruments. Now, the other thing that is different as we talk to say some young people that one of the things that I, that I miss in the church is the exposure and the involvement of young people. See, um, in the, elementary school we were starting to play instruments as, as young as six and whatever and most of the time these kids today don't start until they're almost 12 and and things and and they've gotten a lot of other challenges uh, you know exposure to a lot of other things that then uh, it it motivates their heart and moves them one way or the other I know when I would do classes in Indianapolis I know some of the parents would say that they wouldn't they appreciated the exposure that I was bringing for their kids to do something else. And, and I heard that here, too, because I, I felt like my greatest competition when I came to Southern California was uh, soccer and, um, I don't know, maybe baseball. Yeah. I had, uh, you know. But that was, that, was, that was just real interesting. And, and then the school... The, the school system 
involve young people, you know, in, intensely. And so all the school systems have music programs, but they are generated toward a particular one particular style of music. Okay, so then with the church, there was the opportunity to be introduced to and cultivate another style of music, and the idea was is that as you grow and develop, these uh, these ideas can uh, exist together. So, like for instance, Ruth Lomax Davis was a very highly classically trained singer and instrumental performer, extremely high, and so she would always pull out more classical and that edge of mm. performance, whereas Mabel Washington was a much more stronger gospel coming out of Mahalia Jackson spirit of, uh, of vocalizing. And so a lot of times you, uh, the energy and the dynamic of the congregation or the church was that we would be heavily leaning toward um, this classical thing because sometimes it it would it would be a, a notion because between one who depends on who's talking well is this going to be a classical performance or is this going to be a gospel performance or is this going to be this or this is going to be that and and at first as a child I was like I mean like where is all this coming from because this is just music and either one was exciting to me but um, the 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 level and attitude of uh, performance was um, was uh, really was was really that expectation was something that I really began to um, to to uh, to pull together and and have because each one of them had a different level and expectation. Wow. So even through that, you're able to glean and create something that you're that was your own, yes. your own style. Yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. Okay, well, we're coming up to a break right now. And so um, we'll see you on the other side. All right. It's, it's, it's been a long time. Reach, reach up. You got it. I'm back. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm back. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on WKBY 1080 AM and WKBY1080.net. Tune in, and we'll have real talk about real life. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. I lost everything for something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to him. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, William Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. And we're back. 
Hi, this is your host, Joanne Hoy from Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And today we have in the studio Dr. Kenneth Ware. He's an amazing composer, uh, musical genius, as I would say. And he's very creative on all kinds of different things, including including sound and audio and a multi-media um, in engineer. So um, we're really lucky to have that part of the arts brought into uh, my series of guests that are on the podcast. Because a lot of times when you think about artists, you always think about the singer or you think about the dancer or you think about the triple threats that can sing and dance and act. Um, but you don't think about the people behind the scenes. And so today I'm really lucky to have uh, someone who's real um, um, skilled and professional. He's he's being real modest because I want him to get to the juicy parts of his story. But uh, um, um, I love Dr. Ware. Um, he's helped me out. I think we met at... Uh, you're a good life, Charlie Brown. Is that where we met? Yes, we met in the midst <laughs> of Charlie Brown. Yes, <laughs> sweet memories. Um, but been friends ever since, and um, and so um, okay, Doctor Ware, um, you you have such you have so much um, wealth and history and. Your mentors who have um, um, just inspired you to do that. And it's nice to hear that, um, I think for all of my artists, uh, that we've all had some type of impact of where the church has um, made some type of an impact. Um, and then from there, stemming from there and, and growing and taking those lessons from the individual mentors in your own level of creativity and kind of making something your own. And so I know um, sometimes it's kind of scary to be on this road and you're like, okay, I'm going to just do this. And that's kind of what I'm known for now. I just, I'm like, well, I'm going to just do it until I figure out what I'm going to, how it's going to work out. But along the way, those steps of faith that I guess I just jump out there and do, God was has been with me all the time. And uh, um, what would you share for um, with others about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ via the arts? So what, what yes. Would, what well, would... I think that, I think that uh, I've been very blessed in my growth and development, my exposure and all to, to the arts, just the big idea. But, to speak more specifically to moments in time in which God was with us. I have, I have a couple of things that I used to do when I was younger um, with difficult works, you know, the idea of, uh, of praying and talking about getting to the next level with, um, with an issue or an idea that, um, has always helped me, but there was times in which I think about my freshman year in college, uh, I was working on a project and <clears throat> it was a very unique project. The project involved um, actually what we would call spoken word. I was doing, um, I've been putting music to poetry for years 
been working with dancers for years, which is one of the reasons why we work so well together. Because a lot of things you say to me, I can pretty much anticipate because I've been talking to dancers for about as long as I've been playing and doing music. I've been figuring out how dancers and movement people talk and what they want to say, what they really want to say, and what they want to do, and then what they need to get the job done. Well, from a, a real hard sense, there's this one poem that the line started off with, my life is like a hand-sized piece of driftwood. And and then it goes into this other part about, but my life has been gnarled and shaped. And, and then we were getting ready to videotape this, and then the video director was saying like, man, I really wish we had a piece of driftwood. And I just said, hmm. I walked out of the building and that night I walked in a direction that I never walked before. And I passed through the back of some houses that I had never, I had, I had never been this way. And, I, and sitting on a milk crate was a hand-sized bit of driftwood. It was about maybe nine to ten inches long and just fit in my hand like this. And I said, oh, there it is. There it is. And I said, oh, now what should I do? Should I just take it and bring it back and ask for forgiveness? And I knocked on the door and no one was there. And I said, all right, okay. All right, I'm going to come back in the morning because it was late. I'm going to come back and then somebody was there. And the person said, mm, you like that? He said, well, come inside. I have another piece. And it was a bigger piece that is was then much more gnarled like a person's life. So we had the segment. So we suspended that piece from the ceiling. And then we uh, featured the piece when the woman started the poem, like, you know, my life is like this hand-sized bit of driftwood. And then when it got, then it segued and, 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 and opened out into this. And everybody could not believe it. But that was this guy. God led me down that path. This is so my grandson led me down that path behind these, these houses and, and they're sitting on the crate. And I think this guy, he's always been there supporting basically what I need, and and it was not with the ass. I didn't I didn't go, Father, please guide me somewhere to find driftwood. Okay, it's like all right, I, I got you. I know what you need. Just, <laughs> just walk, walk this just way. Just walk this way. <laughs> just walk this way. And uh, and that was it. Now that particular program, there was a number of pieces. There were, I think, seven pieces mm -hmm. I wrote music for for that for that. Uh, for that segment. Anyway, it was a PBS broadcast. It was my first PBS piece. Wow. And they received awards for that piece. And it was the it was also the first time the university was uh had they had finally matured from black and white to color cameras. And they said that Indiana University is is like you know, it's high in the, the U.S. university chain, but the, the thing is is that sometimes you don't get recognition for, for all that you have. But this was a situation, this piece gave them 
this pit of exposure, when that piece received the, the recognition, gave them some some gave them some exposure and recognition that they always deserved, and and it came from that cool. piece. Wow, that's a nice bit of history. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. And so. I love the story of God just guiding you and you just being open to where he was taking you. And I think a lot of times for artists, uh, that too can happen. You just have to be open to it and trust that God's going to lead you. And so you may not get down and, you know, say, our father, which art in heaven. You may not say that, but God knows your heart and he knows where he wants to lead you to make that happen. So I think we're about to have another break right now. And so we'll see you on the other side. This is Craig, the host of The Craig Carlisle Show, where Christian topics and discussions take on a life of their own. Join the live discussion every Saturday afternoon, 1230 Pacific, 330 Eastern. For show details, follow me on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Craig Carlisle Show. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. For something I didn't do, what type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to him. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, William Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. I'm a Christian creative artisan. My name is Dr. Kenneth Ware, and I listen to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast. Hey there, we're back. And I'm your host, Joanne Hoy, the host of, of course, Salt and Light Arts. And today we're coming back into a wonderful interview with Dr. Kenneth Ware. He has shared all kinds of inspirational things. So if you've been listening, hopefully you've been blessed and kind of seen how um, just the creative part of Dr. Ware has blossomed and grown. And um, again, like I said, when we met, we met on the set of your good man, Charlie Brown, at a church that we were both serving at at the time. And so we've talked about the creative side, Dr. Weber, but let's talk about the support side, because that's kind of how I met you. I met you on the support side, because I was the choreographer for your good man, Charlie Brown. And it was refreshing for me saying, okay, this is what I see. We need this over here. How can I make this happen over here? Here's my entrance and, and how do we have sound and light and, you know, how do we make it happen? So could you address uh, the support side of, of what you do? The support side, it, most of that developed along the, at the same time that all the musical stuff started as well. I've been 
working for, never a better word, I've been serving through the church since I was 12, 13. I've been working on an audio crew for a church since I was like, you know, 13, wow. 15. And, and then I've been um, s- solving or, or communicating with other members in the city uh, about audio and, and sound problems with, with churches. I used to have keys to about f- five or six churches around the country. There were wow. churches that I went to that I, I recognized or noticed an audio problem that they were having. And I talked to whoever was in charge. And then ultimately, my favorite one is this, believe it or not, this man's name is, because I'll never forget his name, Detroit Packard. Uh-oh. He's the head deacon in uh, Dallas, uh, Pilgrim Rest, Pilgrim Rest Church, Detroit Packard. And uh, he used to call me for a while. He said, uh, where are you still got my keys? I said, yes, sir. I still have them. He said, they're okay with you, right? And I said, yes, sir. He said, okay. Well, the thing is, uh, a lot of times the problem is something that you just can't quickly fix is that you have to really get in and work with the hardware and you have to experiment. Like, will this solve the problem or do you really have to bring in technician to electrically sour prop. Uh, another church was um, <clears throat> I had attended there for maybe about a month or two and then I couldn't figure out why every Sunday around it was like after we were more than an hour into the service there was static and problems with just mm. the sound just getting very bad and then I, f- I just closed my eyes and started listening and then looking at the clock. And then I went back there and I said, oh, your problem is um, you having a thermal, a thermal shutdown. The equipment is getting too hot. Wow. When the equipment gets hot, it can d- affect the radio waves and everything else. And so that was the reason is that everything mechanically was working. Everything wasn't changing, you know. So there's things like that 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 comes from uh, being in the being in the experience, and you, you just have to to um, recognize what they are. Yes, and and you have to be willing to talk. Like sometimes I know there's some places where I would go, and people say, "Well, they basically don't want to hear anything from you," because usually the idea is is that someone is just bringing another complaint. Oh, and I'm really I would like to pose a solution. To the problem you know I said can we do this or can we try this or have you thought about this or you done that and that's the way I've always approached it and so I have friends across the country and I have people that I talk to that might give me a call and say ask me have have you run into this or you run into that you know just um here recently I've always been uh, kind of negative on wireless microphones but uh, of late, I, in a recent project, I said, okay, the solution is wireless. Wasn't my solution, but I say that for the, for the most part, it has been wireless, and that's good. And, uh, and that's also how you, you learn, too, is that 
I think that sometimes you have to be strong in your opinion. And I think that I have been, uh, I don't know, <laughs> wrongly or mischaracterized as being too strong. But it's that, um, I was like, if that's what you're good with, then okay, let's discuss it. And if you can talk about it, then we both, you know, iron sharpens iron. Iron. Yeah, okay, then we're both going to grow from this. Okay, and that's it. And you have to just be open. So this, so from the time that I was growing as a, as an instrumentalist, I was just also growing as a technician. And so I've just done. So they kind of complement each other. Actually, the reason is, is that they are because this, it's like being in the sanctuary. Being the, the sanctuary used to be one of my, one of my favorite places. I used, I really like to go in the sanctuary on, uh, let's say like Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday. morning when it was just perfectly silent and peaceful. And then I'm going to figure out how everything we do is going to bring a, a bit of chaos, but the chaos has to be controlled. That chaos has to be, we have to be the masters of it. You know, the Lord expects us to present it, you know, in some kind of way that we, so there has to be this balance. And I, I would try to tell people, well, you can't go to that level until the people rise to this level. You just can't arbitrarily set this level here because this is where we're going. And I said, mm, no, they have to work together. You just can't be, because if not, then you're just too loud. Right. And so there's, there, are, there are things like that. And then the other thing with young people, because I started young, is that I always try to get young, get, you know, I always try to find young technicians because it's it's to start the conversation. It's to I don't I don't know if you hear this or if you know this or but let me let me let me expose you to this and tell me what you think about it. and then ask them questions. Uh, you know, it's always funny the questions that they bring back or I'd say, Well, next Sunday I expect you to have a question for me. But then that's just part of the pedagogy of uh, of my also my other my my not my other, it's not my alter ego, but I, in fact, I've always been a teacher, and then teaching technology was also a part of it, was a, a big part of my university experience. So I've always taught, I've always taught, um, you know, people some levels of it. So the dialogue for me is that it's just as people share prayers and scriptures and things, and, and it's like you know when we deal with. Uh, the Psalms and the times in which um, in which the expression in the word was actually musical mm -hmm. and, it's a, and then the so then it's what do you do to bring that out and see one of the things about being an audio engineer for the church I said I had, what I had to do to reconcile that I said well the main thing is that my job is to extend the word. Exactly. That's how I'm supposed to help the pastor and the, the group or whatever extend the word. That's all. And I'm not supposed to make it much more than whatever it's supposed to be. It's, that's, that's my job. And so even when it came down to making tapes and doing CDs and all this, this is just part of distribution. We're just extending the word, and we shouldn't let our heads get locked into uh, any other 
thought, right. but that's our that's our service is to extend the word. Amen. That's yeah. I know. Um, kind of by default, um, when I started off, when I was wondering what my what I was supposed to do, one of the things that I did is that. Um, I always felt that if I didn't understand the keyboard mm. or at least have a, a basic with it, that I was doing my own self a disservice. Mm. So I remember going to the Gospel Music Workshop of America and they had a class on um, the soundboard. So I was the only woman in the, um, in the class, but I didn't care because I was determined that when I got back to church with my basic skills, I was going to be able to at least handle my own um, sound for my uh, dances and stuff. And that's exactly what happened. And then somewhere along the way, they let me be in charge of the whole sound booth. Well, that's a whole nother story, but I got a little bit of information, but God will take you a mile or two farther than you can imagine. Okay, so we're inching up to another uh, break right now. And so um, we're going to come back and probably close the show out. Um, But um, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks. It's it's been a long time. Reach, reach up. You got it. I'm back. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of the Raising Men Show. And I'm back. Tuesdays, 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific, right here on WKBY 1080 AM and WKBY1080.net. Tune in and we'll have real talk about real life. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. There's something I didn't do. What type of God is going to watch a man get up on his feet and then kick him right back down and get drugged through the dirt again? It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother. Talk to him just like you're talking to him. Where have you been, kid? These people take communion from me. I am their God. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it. Rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to the Salt and Light Arts Podcast with your host, Joanne Hoy. Hi there, we're back. And I'm Joanne Hoy, the host of Salt and Light Arts Podcast. And today in the studio, we have Dr. Kenneth Ware. And I just want to thank you for coming and joining me on my podcast. It's been insightful. I learned a lot about you that I didn't know. Um... And I'm hoping that if you're out there listening, um, that you too have been inspired by Dr. Ware. He's uh, quite an amazing person and very humble um, of his things that he's doing. But you can always check him out on the website. Just Google his name. He's amazing. So, um, Dr. Ware, I'd like to thank you. I don't know if you have any closing, encouraging words that you would like to give to our audience today. In closing, I would just like to say that um, 
there's always a need to serve. That we, we each all we each one of us have a voice, and there's something to do. There's just look for an opportunity if you don't know. Um, you can't see it for yourself. Ask somebody that you respect and uh, and and love, and just ask them uh, where do they see you. I've been quite fortunate that uh, there was always somebody saying, "Well, why don't you come over here and see what you can do," and uh, and that has always been uh, a great source of, uh, of of stimulation and joy for me. I've been working, serving in the church since I was 12, 15 years old. It's always, it's always. Always something. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that's great to, to just keep in mind as you are maybe navigating on what God, you may feel like he's calling you to do something. And even if you're young, doesn't really matter. I know that I've always, like I said before, been drawn to the arts and the museums. It doesn't really matter what what part of it. But I would have never imagined as young as I was, even though I was in the choir and the teen choir and the young adult choir, that in my wildest imagination, um, he would have called me to do what um, I'm doing now. And so um, I want to thank you for your words of encouragement for our audience. And I want to see if there's another opportunity, maybe a little later, you'd come back on my show and share some more about uh, some of the things that you're working on. I know you always have things that you're working on, and we'd love to be able to maybe show um, that behind-the-scenes type of ministry and serving Um that you like you were saying that you've extended the the worshipers uh message or the pastor's message in some type of extension so sometimes you get started in the sound booth sometimes you get started um by playing an instrument and just joining in to see how many ways you can worship god via the arts and so hopefully these podcasts will give you a variety of different people who you might know and just didn't think about it as a service unto God, but it is. So um, again, Dr. Ware, I'd like to thank you for coming to the studio. And um, well, thank you for having me. And I look forward to whatever you might have for the future. That's always great because you know I got something up my sleeve. So <laughs> I'm dangerous with that. So um, thanks, everybody. Um, we'll see you soon. And I look forward to you. This is Joanne Hoy from Salt and Light Arts Podcast. Take care. Peace.